before he committed his first of many murders, Gacy would spend time working with corpses that he had no hand in killing while employed as an assistant at Palm Mortuary in Las Vegas. And on one lonely night, when it was just Gacy and the voiceless dead, the budding serial killer for the first time gave into urges that had been roiling beneath the surface of his psyche. It's Vegas, y'all. A Vegas podcast by Texans for everyone. Today is Thursday, October 19th, and you're listening to episode 8. Hey everybody, it's Vegas, y'all. I'm Danny, and this is episode 8, part 1. We're splitting this episode into two parts because we just had too much good stuff to share with you also this week. We don't have Hog and Two Cent again. They're recovering from their long trip out in Nevada, and uh, they had to get back into reality and need some time to recoup. And some of these topics, we definitely need Hog and Two Cent for. So I'm here. Casey's here. How are you doing, Casey? Doing great. Yeah, I could have used a day off work myself after uh, getting home late yesterday. But happy to be here tonight. Uh, See y'all. Yeah, I love the way Casey kind of buried the lead. We've been doing that a lot. Uh, Casey was in <laughs> Vegas for a quick 48 hours and he took advantage of every single hour. And we'll talk about that later. Dave and Sonia, how are you doing? Doing well, same, just kind of recovering it back into the swing of things. Um, wish we were back in Vegas, but yeah, we wish we were on the flight with you, Casey, on the way back and enjoyed the time there. Looks like you got to hang out with some, some really cool people along the way. Yeah, it was a blast. I had four different meetups with four different groups and had a blast at each one of them. Cool. Wow. That, that's exhausting to me. <laughs> I love no, it. No nap. Yeah. You, you, you got to do it. That's why we go, right? Is to maximize the fun that Vegas has to offer. Our opening this week is from a YouTube channel called Mayhem in the Desert. And it's a teaser for next week where we're going to talk be talking about a few serial killers and the relationship to Vegas, including John Wayne Gacy. If y'all didn't know, he has a, a little bit of a history there. And if that intro creeped you out, well, look forward to next week as well. So this these two episodes, we're going to be covering scary stuff and Halloween stuff because it's the time and it's the place. And so I hope you enjoy it. We'll also be talking about our uh recent trips that we all had it's been a while for all of us except for dave and sonia who go every two weeks <laughs> we're gonna get her done so with that said i'm turning into you casey i've never said get her done before all right let me let me start with this um i shared in the facebook group a story that back then i was probably not as unsettled as when i kind of recalled it about Someone following me back to my room after I'd won a a nice chunk of change. It wasn't a hand pay or anything, but I think I had about $1,000 on me. Um, And this couple that essentially noticed this person as well and saved me, right, by being present for me there. And it was just a little creepy. And so I would say that's the scariest thing that's happened to me in Vegas. What about y'all? Sonia, had anything scary happen to you? Kind of a similar story, Danny. Um, this was a really long time ago before there was ride shares. Um, we, we used to take the bus from 
the Las Vegas strip to the, to downtown Fremont. And so I want to hand pay at the Bellagio. It was like $6,000 and I had all of it with me in the, in my purse. And when we went downtown the whole time I've got my purse just really close to me, but there was this guy that was just kind of following me around. Um, and then when we got on the bus, he got on the bus with us. So by this time I'm a little freaked out and I'm kind of holding my purse. He sits, you know, across from me. Um, and so that was probably the scariest thing because on the next exit he or the next stop he did get off and I was like, oh, okay, I feel better now because that's normally I would never carry around that much money, but we did not go back to our hotel. Um, I haven't had a hand pay like that in a while, so but if I did, I'd probably go back and put it in the safe for sure. Do you remember how much the uh, the bet was that won you that jackpot? Yeah, the bet it was a max bet. Um, it was a dollar twenty five. Yeah, max do you bet. remember the game? Uh, Red Hot Fusion. Red Hot Fusion. Yeah. Oh, I miss Red Hot Fusion. Right. Bridger loves Red Hot Fusion too. They used to have it at Circus Circus. He'd go play it there. Yeah, it's it a thing. lot of fun. Yes, I, I miss those low bet machines like that. Quick Hits, the original Quick Hits yes. machines. I used to love those too. So that's that's it's unsettling, right? Because you do have to be aware of your surroundings everywhere, but in Vegas especially. I don't think Vegas is any more or less dangerous than any other place out in the world. Um, maybe I'm just naive, but I do think because you're drinking and maybe a little tired, right? it can be easy to let your guard down. Right. Definitely. Be aware. So be aware folks. Casey, what about you? What's the scariest thing that's happened to you in Vegas or was it this past weekend? Yeah, well, it did happen this pa uh, past weekend and I don't know if it was scary <laughs> or uh, unfortunate, but so I was just walking down the strip. Uh, I was actually headed to Luxor from Flamingo and that's a rather long walk. And uh, this it was crowded. The sun was going down. The strip was as packed as it can be. And I was on the east side. And it's, it, it's all under construction, right? And uh, just a lot of people. And you don't see the walkway really in front of you when there's that many people. Well, I didn't see that we were taking a step down off a curb. So I wasn't expecting to drop like six inches, I guess, on my left mm -hmm. knee. And when I landed on my left knee, I just collapsed to the ground. Oh, Casey. Oh. And uh, I laid on the ground and someone helped me up. And my knee was hurting, right? And I was like, this is not good, right? Like, what if I, I was, because I've had surgery on my left knee before. Oh. And oh, I, no. I, thought, I thought the worst. But I stood there, kind of did some stretching and whatnot. And I was like, okay, there's no pain. It's all it good. I start walking. I'm like, all right, I'm good. But for about 10 minutes, I was worried that I was going to have to cancel the rest of the evening and somehow hobble back to my room. Oh, man. But for 10 minutes, I was scared. But uh, other than that, I haven't had a, you know, scary moment in Vegas where I was, you know, scared of anything. So that's pretty scary though. I couldn't imagine. Well, I did um, twist my ankle on God. Was it the first or second Vegas trip right in front of Mirage? Because this cab driver rushed past me and my wife at the time um, as we were crossing the street and we had the right of way and he honked and yelled things at, but this car was on Las Vegas Boulevard and blocked his way. So as he's trying to be Mr. Macho man and I had to stop and I twisted my ankle, he got stuck. And so I've always been me. So I took the opportunity to hobble my little twisted ankle, butt <laughs> over to the front of his car and start banging on the hood really hard and yelling at him. And, um, I would just say he was an international visitor into this country and was 
starting to yell at me in another language and stop banging on my hood and all of this stuff. Um, that wasn't scary. It actually became kind of funny because I was laughing. Other people were laughing like, what a jerk tried to run you all over essentially. And then he got busted. So <laughs> yeah. have a crazy moment. But uh, those curbs are no joke in Vegas. For sure. Dave, what about you? Yeah, yes. I know we were talking about uh, a story earlier, but after Casey shared his, it reminded me another story with the same group, my parents. Um, so my parents' first trip to Vegas, we went to the MGM Grand. Um, we're boarding the plane. And back then, I think it was fun jet vacations, right? When they used to do the whole package. Uh, so we're boarding the plane. My parents are super excited. It's their first trip. We're walking through the aisle. My mom stubs her toe on the bottom of a seat. She she broke her toe and we're just taken off to Vegas, right? Wow. But my parents being the crazy people they are, they just roll with the punches, right? So my mom didn't say anything the entire trip. We get back from the trip. Her big toe is like swollen purple. The scary part of it is like it grew out another toe. It totally did. I'm kidding. With you guys. But we, we call her big toe Stevie. Um, so ever since that trip to this day, we're like, hey, how's Stevie? Or like my dad's like your brother Stevie over here. And so Stevie gets Christmas presents and everything, too. But yeah, that that could have been pretty scary, too, had had it not been for my parents being as crazy as they are. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. a couple things. First of all, now hearing an, another story about your mom, I definitely want to go party <laughs> in Vegas. Um, but I, the, the Stevie thing is hilarious. Maybe she needs uh, Stevie needs to come and be our seventh panelist for the. Show. <laughs> <laughs> he may show up. Yeah. Steve, Stevie funny. may show up. I love it. All right, yeah. Well, I did post my scary story on the Facebook group. If you're not on our Facebook group, it's free to join. It's Vegas Y'all Podcast on Facebook. Come and sign up. One of us will let you in. Um, and you can see the other story shared. Coach Mo had a really good story about a Lyft driver being kind of out of sorts and driving him to the back of this like vacant warehouse space. Uh, and so she'll never take a ride share again. Mm. And I don't know that I would either if that happened. So mm. check it out. And again, be aware of your surroundings. Let's get into the show. We start always with listener feedback, and we go to Sonia and Dave. Thanks to everyone leaving great ratings and reviews on our podcast. It really helps the algorithm push it out to more people, and we really appreciate it. We've got a couple comments we want to mention. First is Roger. Um, he said, another great episode, y'all. Here are a few thoughts of mine after listening to it twice already. So he gave us some really good feedback. He does mention, um, one of the questions he talks about is for all the married couples out there, um, do you play on separate players' cards? He said that for him and Angie, they did this in the summer, and now they both get the same offer. So, so the first three or four nights, they'll play on his card, and then the next three or four nights, they'll play on Angie's card. So... I thought that was kind of interesting because you can get more offers that way for sure. And you can kind of combine your offers. Um, and we, I was telling him that we normally, like now we're doing separate. Who's, who's him? I was telling Roger uh. in, in, in the comment that we normally, um, with for MGM, we're combined. That was for us to be able to get to gold. Now it's so hard to do that anyway. Um, but for everything else, for when, Resorts World, we have separate, which I think is the better way to go now because we can combine our offers. What do y'all think, guys? Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. So, uh, basically, 
you know, Sonia, you would book a three night stay, and then Dave, you'd be able to book a three night stay back to back in that scenario. Right. Yeah, no, that would work good. In my head, I've always thought it would be beneficial to use, you know, just one card. Mm-hmm. But then you're you're not able to do back to back bookings like that, and I can right. see well, that would be an advantage. So yeah, for sure. And then we have another comment from Richard. He says he just caught up with the latest episode or the last episode. He said, excellent. And as always, and great to have Ryan on the show. Looking forward to the next one. I agree, Richard. It was, it was a great experience to have Ryan on the show for sure. And we also received a voicemail from Steve, our, our uh, podcast mascot. So we're going to play that for you right now. Hey guys, it's your favorite uh, podcast mascot, Steve Smith here. Boots on the ground report day one. The theme of the day yesterday was traffic. Absolute pandemonium out there. It's F1, Monday night football. Just everything going on at once. Couldn't get anywhere. Horns were honking. Fingers were flipping. So if you're coming to Vegas, my advice, walk. Just start walking now. Do not drive here. (laughs) It's absolute madness. That's all I've got for you for now. All right. Thanks, Steve. Start walking. Start walking. Thanks, Steve, so much for that voicemail. Um, We really, really appreciate it. Um, You will be winning a shirt from us as our only voicemail. So we're hoping to get more in the future. And just make sure, Steve, that you email us at itsvegasyall at gmail.com. All right. Yeah. And yeah, as a a, a flex too, y'all, we said we're giving away a mug last week from a drawing of all people that submitted a voicemail. And since Steve was the only one this time. We upgraded him to a shirt. And you can look as fancy as Casey does on his latest vlog with an It's Vegas Y'all podcast <laughs> shirt. All right. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for all of the awesome things y'all say, the support you give. It's fun for us to have that feedback and uh, engage with y'all as a community. Let's go ahead and move on to a little Big Bets. So Big Bets is our segment where we talk about news stories that may impact your Vegas experience. This week, we just have a little update. Casey. Yeah, so as a follow-up to our last episode, the Culinary Union started informational strikes on October 12th with picket lines outside of select MGM and Caesars properties. These are not formal strikes, but instead workers picketing on their own time off as a preface to what could happen. The culinary union is asking guests not to cross these picket lines. Yeah, so they they still haven't announced a strike deadline. Um, it's I'm starting to think they might actually wait till closer to the F1 to force mm-hmm. their hand, which is brilliant but scary. But if they want to wait until after my next trip, that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, I support the union, as you know, and I want people to get fair wages and fair treatment. Um, But it's a little scary with all the mess going on to add this on top of it. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think, Casey? Yeah, I kind of uh, a little alluded to it in our last podcast that, you know, it'd be prime time to do it closer to the F1. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they might be, they would have max negotiation, you know, powers, right? So, uh, yeah, something to keep our eye on. And, uh, you know, as busy as that town is, it, it just gets busier every trip, it seems. Uh, they definitely have some power. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. 
Dave Sonia. If <laughs> y'all could have only seen that, I, so Sonia said before the show she needed a nap because I said I needed a nap, and right now is all nonverbal communication. <laughs> go ahead, Dave. Dave, go ahead. Take it away, Dave. Go. But nothing was said. It was communicated. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. So no, I I agree with you guys. I think it's gonna get uh, it's gonna get more interesting probably as we get closer to F1, um, just to see potentially what things look like. Uh, I know you guys have seen some of the picketing already occurring, uh, just like through like social media or some news channels. But I, I assume it's probably going to get bigger here pretty soon. I mean, Dave and you all were recently out there, you know, as was I. And that town's going all out for F1. Yes. You know, uh, all the hotels have beautification going on you know they're repainting they're putting new grass in there's scaffolding everywhere putting a fresh coat of paint cleaning all the windows uh you know obviously they're selling the rooms at a high rate so like vegas wants to go all out that day and so the union i could see them saying hey what about us about three days prior to it you know you want to have this big shindig or planning can't do it without us that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say is they need the employees to do everything they want to do. So we'll see how that turns out. You know what? I'm excited. This is this is more exciting than the race for me. <laughs> I, I really want the workers <laughs> to get all they can out of this. Well, a couple of things have happened. Um, and again, I know we had, we had said we're not going to talk about F1 a couple of episodes back. And yet here we are again. Thanks, Casey. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, the Senate Bill 441, which was passed during COVID, uh, required that all the rooms were cleaned every day, right? That was um, pulled back. I didn't want to say repealed um, by the, the state Senate. And so that's no longer required. And that's something that um, the housekeepers are really pushing for. And hearing some of the narratives of the housekeepers talking about it's much more exhausting and it hurts more to clean a room that's not been uh, addressed for three mm -hmm. or four days versus doing touch-ups every day and their workloads are miserable. And you know what? People will say they're, they're, you chose that job. That's what you're doing. But they didn't choose to do that job always at the most difficult level, right? right. Like if all of us had to have the worst day ever at work all the time, yeah, we wouldn't be happy. So I sympathize with that too. I try to keep my room clean. I don't know about y'all. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up with a Mexican mama, we cleaned as we went in and as we left. Yeah. So, um, but I know a lot of people out there are trash. Y'all are trash and need to be better. But uh, <laughs> I do want them to get what they uh, feel they deserve within reason. Um, the other thing that happened is with the F1, I didn't put it in here as a specific news item, um, but the city council, I guess, um, went and said like all right f1 y'all still haven't announced your schedule for doing everything there are things that need to be done that don't have a timeline and we need it we're we're yeah. a month out and y'all are acting very entitled as i'm um, summarizing essentially what the message was right. right you don't own this town um and i say that within the context of we're having f1 in austin this weekend and I arrived back home right. on the Tahoe trip and all the F1 paraphernalia is out there. I live about 12 minutes from the track and Austin has it figured out. Granted, we've been doing it for years and it's a track that's away from the main part of the city, suggestion Vegas, um, but it's very popular and we have big acts coming and 
they know how to do it well. I think Vegas trying to do this to go through the strip was something that wasn't very well thought out. And it's in my head, probably going to implode. And I don't mean that literally. What do y'all think? That's a new thought because I didn't really think about them doing it somewhere other than the strip. Do you think that has something to do with the hotels themselves? You know, the big companies that want, you know, people to stay there and, you know, charge all the, you know, the extra fees, things like that. Or why would they do it right on the strip? I would think that it's, you know, you want the visual. Exactly. For sure, right. Yeah. That's very cool. I don't know that it's worth it. Um, I don't know. Y'all were there. I, I, I won't be there for another week and a half. I mean, it was, it was, and you can't walk through many parts of the strip. Like we couldn't walk through the, the front of the Bellagio at all. We had to walk around or go through the little hallway that takes you through the Bellagio. Um, it's pretty crowded. I mean, there's yeah, definitely. Even all the way up to the Mirage, right? So the scaffolding's there, volcano's not working anymore. So right now Vegas looks entirely different. The strip that we know, it's entirely different now. So, but I guess from like an infrastructure perspective, Danny, you guys have Circuit of the Americas, right? The whole racetrack that was built for them. Yep. Obviously, they don't in Vegas, right? So visually, it makes sense, right? You think the Las Vegas Strip, cars flowing through the Strip. Visually, that's that's an awesome picture to see. The, the infrastructure as well on the Vegas Strip probably could have been planned better. And I think since they're going to be doing it for, you know, after this year, the next nine years, they're going to learn from their, mista- their mistakes. It'll be smoother um, and probably be a better experience. But this first one that they're getting through is it's a wreck. It's chaos. Yeah. And our yeah. Uber driver said, I mean, I don't know how much of this is true, but she just said that um, as we we're passing through going toward the strip, there was an area that she said was where they were housing the F1 employees um, and that was not even close to being complete. So she's like, we're at that point, she's like, we're six weeks out. She's like, and what she understood was they're about 30% done mm-hmm. um, doing that. And she's like, so I, I just don't know how it's going to turn out. And she's like, of course. And of course, all of the rideshare people are like, we're hate it. Hate it. I mean, they're having to find alternative routes. Um, it's just been, the traffic is just crazy. Sur- surge pricing too. So be prepared for that. If anyone listening is about to go to Vegas as well. You take any type of ride share, Uber, Lyft, yep. whatever, expect to pay more and wait longer to get to your destination. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's a pro right now of the taxis from the airport. They're flat rate. And they're Good call. Yeah. Yes. Flat rate. And my, my taxi driver, you could tell he was very frustrated. I asked him as soon as I got in, I was like, is all this traffic maddening? You know, he's like, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. And, and I was staying at the Flamingo. It took us like 45 minutes to get there. And that was with all these quote unquote shortcuts. Yep. I mean, he, he drove through roads I didn't know existed. And I was like, where are we going? We're not even heading towards the strip type of stuff. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was just to avoid the traffic. So. Yeah. Bridger told me, Matt Bridger on YouTube, uh, told me that it took him an hour and 20 minutes to get from Bellagio to Plaza in his ride share. I believe it. Wow. That's insane. Terrifies me because I am definitely renting a car for our trip in two weeks. Oh, Ooh, Danny. You know, I feel like there's a story to tell. I might as well tell it. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's hope for the best. Everybody, please share your comments and thoughts with us on our Facebook group. Send us a voicemail. It's Vegas, y'all. It's going to be in the show notes. And also, you can always email us if you want to talk more, but write it out. 
It's VegasYall at gmail.com. No apostrophes. You can do it. All right. <laughs> that said, I can't wait for this chaos to be over. Let's talk about the good times. Hopefully the good times. We're going to start doing our trip reports now in a 2 plus 2 format because we might often sometimes visit uh, Vegas and other casino destinations at the same time like we did this time. Everyone on the panel had a trip the last two weeks since you've last seen us uh, to different places. And I thought what we do is two good things, two not so good things about our trips. And with that said, let's talk about Dave and Sonia's trip. Awesome. So we actually stayed at the Cosmo for Dude, one night. The visual cues didn't say, hey, you you go with this one. So Oh, no. <laughs> I like talking Vegas. Um, so we stayed at the Cosmo one night, and we did Resorts World two nights. I know we mentioned that on the last podcast that we had um, taken advantage of one of their offers. They did a, a offer from MGM Graham. So some good things I think would be our stay at – Resorts World. I think just because it was new, it was different. Um, it was exciting. It was really clean. I think the hotel itself, we say at the Hilton, mm -hmm. um, the room was very clean. And I have to say, of all the rooms we've ever stayed at in Las Vegas, this room smelt cleaner than I've ever smelt any hotel room. It still smelt new. And it's going on what two? It's two year yeah. anniversary, I think, right? So it it still smelled new, and for being the Hilton, it was nice. But clean, like they cleaned it really good. I could that was that was to me. That's what I took away from that. Um, what do you think? You agree? No, definitely agree with that. Um, Cosmo, of course, but we always have a great time there. I think we talked about it on the last episode with Ryan. Just I was kind of hesitant to stay at Resorts World because it's further down the strip, right? And it's kind of away from everything else. Um, but very surprised. Like mm -hmm. Sonia said, the room was clean. Uh, it was very bright in there. Mm -hmm. Not overwhelming bright, but bright. The casino, of course, is always clean. And it was a good experience. Yeah, the check-in was quick and easy. Um so I think that was definitely a plus for us. Like that was one of our highlights was staying at Resorts World. Um, another highlight was our experience at Aria, which included drinks at Easy's Lounge. So when they're speakeasies there um, because it had live entertainment and then dinner at Cathedral. So we did kind of some new some new things while we were there. The food, the service was great. Um, I think the only con with that restaurant was that it was really loud, really busy. Right. Would you say? But probably the best chocolate cake that we've ever had <laughs> was at Cathedral. So that was definitely a highlight for us. Uh, but the star of the show at that restaurant was the sesame butter on oh. the homemade bread. Guys, I, I, I kept the, I was like holding the butter back to dip my steak into it. But I'm like, this is butter. There's, I have no business dipping my steak in this butter. It was so delicious. The, the best part too, right, is like they bring you, you know, complimentary bread they have the butter there sesame butter mm -hmm. right and it, it it definitely tastes different it doesn't taste like butter um so we're kind of eating it we finish the bread there's still some butter in the little container they gave us and they start to clear our table to bring you know our entree and the sides or whatever and so the waiter goes do you want me to take that and Sonia's like no i'm gonna keep it what is it and he's like it's butter and she's like but it tastes so different he's like it's sesame butter <laughs> And then she's like, okay. <laughs> like maybe She's I like, should. I don't care. Bring me more. Yeah. Then <laughs> I was like, I probably shouldn't dip my steak in butter. But anyways. Um, That's when you bring the big purse and ask for some take homes. <laughs> right. Awesome. So 
too good, too bad. What what was not so great? Okay. So not so great, I think, was also staying at Resorts World was one. Um, Just kind of talking to what David was saying. It's so far off the strip. We felt, and I don't know if it was the weekend, but it catered to a much younger demographic. Mm. Um, It it was very, very loud. We were there on a Friday and Saturday night. Um, And like I said, we're talking like college age, early 20s. Um, Even, I think the Cosmo has a good mix. This was like very young crowd. Yeah, yeah. So we were sitting at Crystal Bar. I think that's the name of it, right? The bar in the center of Resorts World that you can hang out at. And, you know, we just got in good with the bartender. So hanging out, having some drinks, playing some bar tops. And I was like, man, I didn't realize the demographic here is younger at Resorts World. And he said there was, it was either a fraternity or sorority thing going on. But it was crazy. Like the Gatsby's bar that's kind of in the front when you walk in from like the mall area. The, the music was just, I guess I'm getting old, right? But the music was just <laughs> crazy loud. And it's music that we kind of like, right? Because we were dancing for a while as well. But I was like, wow, it, it took me by surprise, right? Because during the day at Resorts World, it's quiet. It's clean. You get there after like 8 o'clock and it's bumping. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that anyone ever describes Resorts World as loud, right? right? If I think loud casino, the first thing that jumps into my head is what, Casey? What do you think I'm going to say? Circa or the D? Yep, that's right. So was it Circa or D loud? It, yes, it was. Yes, yes. Su- surprisingly, and I agree with you, Danny. We'd been there. We'd never actually stayed stayed there, like obviously. And when we'd been there, it'd been kind of quiet. You know, mm. it was a big casino, really quiet. This was loud. I mean, almost uncomfortable loud. But you, we, every time we'd get in the elevator to go to our room for something, it was filled with college kids. Like Whoa. just, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so that you was- can't see my face, but I'm making a face. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then the other kind of low light for us was definitely just again all the construction from F1, um, just the traffic. Um, it was just in Vegas, just didn't look like Vegas in the area that we really love in the Bellagio Cosmo area. It just didn't. It didn't feel and look like Vegas at that time. Yeah, from from Bellagio all the way down to the Mirage. So you think Bellagio, Caesars, and Mirage. If you're walking down Las Vegas Boulevard. It's it's just a cluster right now with all the scaffolding, with the, how they kind of narrowed the sidewalk. So even people trying to walk through it, it's even harder. It's it's crazy. Yeah, there were uh, I've seen a number of comments about how crowded it was, and I'm guessing that's a function of mm-hmm. what they've put up for F1. Casey, you said it, it felt very crowded as well, right? Right. So um, I think it's because they're not walking on the you know, through the fountain side of the street. Now they're all walking on the east side mm-hmm. and on the east side, it's, uh, you know, while you can walk there, it's all scaffolding up. And then from the planet Hollywood to MGM, they have a big wall that comes like halfway out into the, the mm-hmm. walkway. So you, you got more people in a narrow area. And that's where I, you know, it was so busy. Uh, I couldn't see in front of me and I stepped off that, uh, oh. little curb. So it's just, I got it, Casey. I got it. Sue the F1. (laughs) That's it. That's how we're going to monetize our podcast. Suddenly, we're going to be fancy AF, y'all. That's right. (laughs) Thank you, Casey. Yes. All right. Well, speaking of Casey's trip to Vegas, why don't you give us your two plus two on your quick trip? All right. Yeah. So we don't share these details, you know, prior to recording, but basically my, I'll start with the bad so I can end on the positives. Uh, and my note was, you know, I put hard hats are required to walk the strip. Uh, just due to all the things that 
we don't need to say again because we already beat that horse. But uh, yeah, so hard hats are required to walk the strip. Um, just the scaffolding. You're always walking under scaffolding. Uh, and I was like, man, you need a hard hat. So it might fall or, you know, they're, and they're welding above you and there's chainsaws going. It's just, just nuts. Right. So anyway, uh, and then the, the next was the gaming. Uh, now I'm a low roller, you know, my average bet's probably buck 50 to two fifty. Um, uh, but I never had so many $2 to $6 bonuses. And I kid you not, I think I hit three bonuses on a two fifty bet where I won like two, 250 or maybe four dollars didn't even double the bet in the bonus so i was just like it just seems like they uh weren't paying as much which you know that's to be expected but every now and then you want uh nice hit right yep Mm -hmm. so those are my two bads and then on the good side i'd never stayed at um flamingo before i had gone out into their flamingo exhibit and honestly work wasn't too impressed right it's uh birds and they poop and (laughs) Uh, nothing to be really right home about uh but this this time it was nice outside it was like 85 um we sat out on the uh, patio at carlos and charlie's Mm, and it was beautiful uh tropical waterfalls uh ducks were kind of you know chirping and birds were flying around and i was like this is a more vegas environment than anything mm-hmm. on the other side of this casino because it's all mayhem out there with all the construction. Yeah. I really enjoyed uh, Carlos and Charlie's. And then the Link Promenade, uh, that was an area where it was a lot of fun. There wasn't any construction in that. So I enjoyed those two areas uh, during my stay, more so than walking up and down the strip. Uh, I felt like I got away from all the hustle and bustle by kind of staying there close to the Flamingo. How was your room, Casey, at the Flamingo? Was it a pretty good decent oh, room? good call. Okay, yeah. So now I had a double queen bedroom. It was a strip view, actually. Okay. So the view was nice. It was basically overlooking Caesar's Palace. And uh, the beds was fine, clean. Uh, had a refrigerator, a free refrigerator. always like that. The shower has that half wall of glass. So the, the floor did get wet. Uh, and I don't like that. However, what I was impressed by was the water pressure and the hot water. I like a hot shower. And uh, I mean, the hotter you can get it, the better for me. And it was almost too hot. And I hardly hardly ever have that problem in Vegas, getting it too hot. Right. uh, Flamingo, it'll get you as hot as you want it. So, yeah. Awesome. Let me me quickly throw in, I'm sorry, you just made a a comment about the water pressure. Resorts World had the best shower head, the really big one that covered your whole body. Um, so just, just to let y'all know, and that was at the Hilton. I can imagine, I guess the other two, I mean, I know they're a little more upscale, but I don't know how much more the Hilton. They're all about the same. I was going to say. Yeah. I I will say, so I I forgot to say when you were commenting about the cleanliness, I mean, the one benefit of these properties having a brand affiliation. So those Crockford, Mm -hmm. Conrad, Hilton are all Hilton brands. They must maintain as someone that way back when worked for Hilton in QA and did the housekeeping and maintenance staff training. If you fall below a standard, like they'll shut you down. Oh, wow. And so I love that accountability there. So I'm guessing that's part of why they want to stay clean. I don't don't know, but also it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely. Casey, would you stay back at the Flamingo? Uh, I would stay there again, but uh, I didn't put this in my negatives. But man, their Wi-Fi went out. 
And I don't know if it was on my phone or what, but I got an Apple iPhone. But I could not get Wi-Fi. And so uh, to even post on social media or to send a text or something like that, I had to walk outside because inside that casino, my, my phone wasn't working. Wow. I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, their Wi-Fi was a non-existent, which, you know, for what we do, uh, no, I wouldn't stay there only because of that. Okay. That's legit. All right. Well, thank you, Casey, for sharing your thoughts. Was that all your thoughts? Yes. <laughs> um, I just, real quick, Astro score. Currently, the Astros are leading the Rangers 4-0 to zero in the bottom of the third. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Uh, <laughs> hey, Danny, ask her uh, who's leading the series two to nothing. Oh, uh, <laughs> we don't need to look that up. But Casey and I do have a bet. So he wants me to play Autumn Moon and enjoy it. I don't think that'll ever oh. happen if the Rangers win this series. I think if, sorry, when the Astros win the series. Um, oh gosh, what can we do for Casey? We'll tell you next week. Yes, we're gonna think about something. But <laughs> if you do get Danny to play Auto Moon, I definitely want a recording of that. So, oh, yes, we will. That was one of the first slot challenge videos I did on my channel, and the entire time I complained about why did I choose this game? It's <laughs> so I did it to myself there. All right, Casey, thanks for sharing your thoughts. Um, I'm gonna go very quickly through mine as far as um. My trip was concerned. It wasn't pleasure as much as it was business. I went to Lake Tahoe for Zorkfest. Zorkfest is a, a conference of sorts for people that are interested in travel, uh, uh, lodging, fun stuff, points and miles. But then it's intersected with people that like casino loyalty, casino gaming, and it's an interesting crowd because there are very much clearly the people that get into like the points and miles stuff, frequent flyer, that sort of things, and the people that are gamers. And there is a overlap, but what's funny is I did a, a Bridger did a group poll, which if you haven't seen it, go to Matt Bridger's channel because uh, the result was amazing. And the person that hit that amazing result, it was her first spin ever on a slot machine. And it was during a group pool at $25 a spin. Awesome. Um, and so, yeah, we were having to explain things to people like uh, on this game, you want six of those round balls. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it was a fun group and everybody got into it. So good times. Orcfest 2024 is November 1st through 3rd. Uh, TBD, the places we're looking at in Vegas, it'll be in Vegas for sure. They're all very intriguing for different re reasons. So we hope to see you there. That said, let me talk about my Tahoe trip. Since I wasn't gambling a lot, like not even my vlog had gambling in it, I would play for a little bit in the morning or at night, um, but definitely not my typical casino trip. I'd never been to Tahoe before. I stayed at Harvey's Lake Tahoe, which is a Caesars property, and you'll find out Caesars can once again kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> my room wasn't wonderful. Again, check out my vlog if you want to in the Vegas Introvert channel, um, but that wasn't the worst of it. Speaking of water, Casey, my temperature options for my shower were scalding hot and hellfire. Um, <laughs> and it really have an in-between. I'd have to let it run for like 20 minutes for it to get warm enough that I could tolerate it. So wow. that wasn't wonderful. Um, the, so the room was 
I got a smoking room when I can, and they had them. And it was still kind of below standard for that. It hadn't been cleaned. There was a Cheerio that existed all yeah. four nights on my carpet. Um, I almost brought it home and named it Stevie. Uh, <laughs> Shout out, Mom. <laughs> there you go. But like everybody was complaining about their room. One of the, the guys in the group that I knew, Marshall from Austin, um, he said that he requested housekeeping service and ultimately what happened was they just brought some towels in a trash bag and left them in front of his oh door my gosh. and that he wasn't the only one they did that for and wow. here's here's what's frustrating about it um no housekeeping the entire time but the day i'm checking out and i don't have to get out of my room till 11 they're knocking on the door at 7 45 a.m <laughs> oh for sure and i just yelled i'm still in here i'm not leaving <laughs> <I'm> sleepy <laughs> All right. Um, so that was not the best, the room, the housekeeping. And the casino was tight. I think that's like we're the theme for all of us. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I didn't gamble that much to experience that, but it was not a fun casino for me. Um, good is because I was there for a convention uh, event. Our convention service staff was amazing. Like I still remember their names. Dana was one of the uh, banquet service captains and she was phenomenal, phenomenal. Like I told her, you need to get out of here and go to like a property where they'll appreciate you more. Um, and I'm like, I'm happy to help you find a new job. Um, our bartender for the 360 Vegas mixology experience. Again, shout out to 360 Vegas podcast. I know a lot of y'all already listened to them, so I'm not doing them any favors where they took three classic cocktails and updated them to be modern um, and told a little bit of the story history around it and then allowed time for mixing and mingling. And that was one of the best things. It was my idea, by the way. Um, one of the best things that happened at Zorkfest. The whole event was great, but that was a great social hour for us. But our bartender that was making the drinks in bulk, uh, her name was Deborah. called her Deb. She makes a damn good drink, y'all. Oh. Like, it was so good. Tony was very specific about what he wanted in the drinks and how they were made. And she was making them 30 at a time for oh, the wow. people that were there. And delicious. I will say my favorite was they made, Deb made with Tony's uh, direction, um, the bourbon old fashioned from Bally's. Casey, have you ever had this? No, no, I have not. Sounds interesting though. It's essentially an old fashioned made with a brown sugar syrup. And hmm. that is all the difference in the world. I would have three of those and be wasted. They were so good. <laughs> it, but it comes from the old Bally's bar inside Bally's in Vegas. I guess there was a bartender that that was his signature drink. Wow. And so they recreated it. Very interesting. So anyway, credit to the banquet staff. Shout out to those people. Lee, our other bartender, just everyone there was great. The convention service staff beforehand, not so wonderful. I won't get into that. I don't want to tarnish the image of Zorkfest, but um, having been one of the main planners for the event, I can honestly say I don't recommend working with Caesars. It was harder than it should have been. Um, and then I'll end on a good thing. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to borrow the footage and put Michael's uh, Summit Suite in the uh, my YouTube channel at some point, and maybe I'll just drop it in the Facebook group too. Maybe Michael will do it. Michael dropped the video, but he had a video, or sorry, he had a suite that had a team of butlers. <laughs> um, I will say it was right down the hall from our meeting space. And if you want to feel like the highest level of privilege, 
they would call and just say, you know, we want uh, ice venti, soy chai, light ice. It's my drink uh, from Starbucks. And, you know, five minutes later, a, bar a butler would show up with your Starbucks on a silver oh, platter. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, I need that in my life. Yes, me too. <laughs> yes. Like all the time. Yeah. Um, and they were so congenial. And Michael tipped them all the time. He tipped the housekeepers that would come in to do the cleaning service and the turndown service. So I would say for that level of service there, I guess maybe everybody was working on this suite. That's why we couldn't get our rooms good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't know. But good. If you're um, an outdoors person, I recommend Tahoe. I am not. I left the casino once to go to CVS. <laughs> there you go. The other thing I'll say, and I'll end on this, is the drive. You fly into the Reno Tahoe Airport in Reno, and it's an hour hour plus ish drive from Reno to Tahoe. Um, so it's inconvenient. I don't recommend coming at night. If you fly in Bridger flew in at night and was tired. And he said he had to pull over and take a little rest break because you drive through a bunch of curves and these mountains and it's very dark. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure there are woodland creatures and things like that, which I imagine is what Dallas is like. Um, so, <laughs> got nothing from Casey. Come on. Oh, I was going to say it sounds about the same distance from the airport in Vegas to the strip right now. It's about an hour. Oh, there you go. Well, one of them is more treacherous. I can't decide which one. Um, but yeah, it looks like a fun place to go if you like like outdoorsy things like skiing and camping and hiking and things like that. So, I won't go back there because I love the great indoors, but maybe y'all will. Hmm. All right. Let's move on to the only segment we're going to have this week. We are pushing out to DGen Lounge and um, what's her other segment? Vegas, Vegas quick, quick Hits. We have that one. Okay. Never mind. Let me cash in or cash out. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Right. God, I, maybe I should leave that in because you would think I'd know my own outline. <laughs> We're not going to have Cash In, Cash Out or DGen Lounge this week. That'll get pushed to next week. We will have Vegas Quick Hits. Dave, save me. Las Vegas Quick Hits. You got it. Yeah. So this week, for Vegas Quick Hits, we're going to offer some info on some Halloween-related Vegas stuff. So we have uh, horror movies, and we have upcoming Vegas attractions. So guys, I did some research and pulled out uh, a number of different horror movies. So I thought it would be fun just to kind of go through, not all of them, but give you, I'll paraphrase the synopsis, and you guys let me know if it's something that you would watch or not. Uh, the thing I find interesting with horror movies related to Vegas that were filmed in and around Vegas is the very first one that came up on this site was from 1991. For whatever reason, I was thinking there would be horror movies in Vegas before that. But I guess it makes sense because the Mirage was built like in 1989 or opened like in 89, right? So having a big platform there and then obviously you start to get, you know, different movies and whatnot produced there. So I guess that makes sense. So kicking it off in 1991, this movie was called Highway to Hell. And the synopsis here is an eloping bride is taken to hell and her fiance must pursue. You in or out? <laughs> um, yeah, I, pr I probably watched that. That's <laughs> absolute campy trash. I, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, what you got? 
Yeah, I'm definitely in on that one. I'll watch. The, I'll watch. The, I'll watch the bride be chased into the depths of hell. <laughs> so moving on, we got Leprechaun Three. Guys, after Leprechaun One, I didn't watch any of the other Leprechauns. That was in 1995. This next one sounds interesting. It's called Dead Man's Hand, Casino of the Damned, and this is from 2007. So there's a big gap from 1995 to 2007. And the synopsis here is a guy inherits a rundown old casino from his uncle. Sounds good, right? Nope. Turns out it's haunted by the vicious mobster Roy, the word Donahue. In or out? No, I'm in on that one. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think the issue you're going to have here, Dave, is if Vegas is involved. We're going to yeah, be in. <laughs> yeah, we're all in, babe, pretty much. All right, let's keep going. So uh, next one is Resident Evil Extinction. After the second one, I was like, whatever. Uh, coming in next, we have Vegas Vampires, which was filmed in 2007. So Vegas becomes the site of a vampire plague that soaks the dry desert sand with warm, wet blood. Okay. But not to be outdoed real quick. The next movie is Vampire in Vegas two years later. And this one's about a 300-year-old vampire who hires a genetic scientist to find a cure. But she unleashes a scourge of vampires upon party goers. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like the resorts world experience. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly Perfect. what I was thinking, Danny. Yes, party goers. Perfect. All right, moving on, guys. So uh, we have Hostel 3. I didn't even realize there was a Hostel 3. I may want to see it now because I've seen the first two, but if this one's set in Vegas, may check it out. Um, then we have Fright Night uh, from 2011. This is a remake of an original. Mm-hmm. Never saw this one. It's when a neighbor moves next door. Charlie discovers he's an ancient vampire that preys on the community. What's with all the vampires? Right? I guess it's the blood-sucking nature of Vegas sometimes. (laughs) There's the correlation right there, definitely. So this one sounds interesting. The name of this movie is called Seed. It's from 2014. Coming back from her bachelorette party, Christine and her friends are driving through the hot desert in Nevada. But they are not alone. Serial killer Max Seed is back, and he brought the whole family. Oh, I have to watch that before we record next week when we're talking about serial <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then three more, guys. So we have It Stains the Sand Red. Didn't really sound too exciting. Uh, the next one, um, Sharknado 4. So quick backstory here for context is our son wanted to go and watch every single Sharknado movie. So Sonia, Nate, and I went and watched from part one to part six, I think. 17, I don't know. Sure, sure. So Sharknado 4 does take place in Vegas. They open a whole new um, hotel and casino on the Las Vegas Strip. They fill it with sharks because I guess that's a great idea. (laughs) And all hell breaks loose, right? So Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens, if you haven't seen it, check it out. So so, y'all remember the Sharknado slot machine? Yes. Yes. I love that slot machine. Me too. I I guess the theme is trash. It was so trashy, campy (laughs) again. I loved it with the screaming and yes, I loved it. The chainsaw and it was it was fun, right? Because you get like total random bonuses like pretty often, right? So it just kind of kept you going with it. It was fun. And then the final one we pulled up, which we saw this, uh, was on Netflix: Army of the Dead. So following the zombie outbreak. 
a group of, a group of mercenaries pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. So it has a has Dave Bautista in it. Um, it was it was okay. It was okay. It was yeah. it was entertaining. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. I'm not a horror movie fan, but I will watch nearly any movie that involves Vegas. You know, I haven't seen this. Would be a horror, a shock to some people, as I've never seen the movie Casino. What? What? No, I know. I don't like violence. So, and I heard that it's violent. Casey, hey. what did you say? Hey, you're missing out on not seeing the casino, Danny. Uh-huh. You're gonna have to watch that. I know. I've only I've seen snippets. I just don't want to see like I don't know. I don't like violent. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'm fine. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Casey, what you got? All right. So this week I did some uh, review to see what. Halloween activities we could partake in if we were out in Vegas on Halloween. So I got a list of 10 things we can do. I'll start off with maybe the uh, cheaper options for free. You can just go see some haunted hotels, which include Apaches, uh, Apache hotel Binion's. Uh, they have a hidden room with drains in the floor and an escape door that the mob used to use. The Luxor is uh, said to be haunted. Uh, the horseshoe due to the fire, you know, obviously people died in that fire. Uh, and then the Flamingo presidential suite, uh, Bugsy Siegel's ghost is rumored hmm. to come visit. You know, with Hog and Two sent out this week, next week, um, they rented out the entire Washoe Club. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Curious to see if they can give us a hint about what their experience was like. Um, have y'all ever had any sort of spooky experience in a room before? So, so in a room, no, but Danny, we're in San Antonio, so we can go down to the ghost tracks. There's the donkey lady bridge. There's all that stuff, man. So if we want to go, yeah. visit it, we can do it. <laughs> yeah. If you like scary stuff, San Antonio has like the folklore for ages. Yeah. That's how we would like break people in, in college that were from out of town. We take them to the ghost <laughs> tracks. Yeah. The ghost tracks. Yep. Now look it up, San Antonio Ghost Tracks. It's it's physics, y'all. It's physics. It's physics. <laughs> all right, Casey, continue. All right, so up next for free, you can also go down to Fremont Street. They have what they're calling the Rock of Horror Hallow Weekend. Hmm. So that's where they'll put on their you know Halloween festivities downtown. Uh, from here on, everything has a price. Uh, there's multiple haunted houses. Uh, there's 31 Freak Street. There's Las Vegas Haunts, Asylum, and Hotel Fear, and then Freakling Brothers Horror Show. Those are the different haunted houses around town you can go to. Uh, another interesting one was uh, Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. Have y'all heard of that? Yeah, we have. I think Hog and Two Cent checked that place out too, right? Pretty sure they they have. They did, yeah. and then also show mascot Steve Smith. I was That's say, right. Yes. They His went wife made him go there again. We are not here to pitch YouTube channels, even <laughs> our own. But Life of Smith. Mm-hmm. When you go into YouTube, enter Life of Smith Vegas to find the right Life of Smith channel. Yes, it was a little hard to find. Um, but yeah, Amanda made Steve go there, and uh, he wasn't too happy about it. <laughs> Anyway, continue, Casey. Well, one interesting thing there about that is the Ghost Adventures crew does a does a show there every year. So, always trying to find new stuff there. So, then let's see what else do we have. I want to end with the biggest one. So we'll go to Planet Hollywood and their VT V three theater has zombie burlesque. If that does anything for you, you can go see that show for forty seven dollars. 
Uh, also at Planet Hollywood during Halloween, Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper concert. Huh. $64. Uh, you can also go to the escape rooms. There's several escape rooms out in Vegas. And mm. right now they have a Saw 3 and a Blair Witch escape room. Does that do anything for either one of no, you? No, thank you. <laughs> Not Saw. Those, see, I like, don't like Saw. Yeah. yeah. Can't do it. Anything where it's like gruesome like that, they're cutting off body parts. I just can't do it. It's ha- it's Halloween. That's what it, uh. you're, you're supposed to see gruesome. Uh. No, what about Charlie Brown? Charlie Brown didn't see gruesome. It's the great no. pumpkin. <laughs> That's more my speed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, maybe one of these two here will do something for you. Uh, at Inspire Nightclub. Now, for $109, you can get VIP access to this. That is a nightclub uh, in downtown in East Fremont. They have what they call Thriller. Mm. It's, and, uh, I'll read the recap on this one. Uh, taking the place at Inspire Nightclub in downtown Fremont Street District. It's raucous, everything 80s, 90s, and 2000s bash with a live band, top local DJs playing the hits from the last 20 years. Uh, so basically, it is just a party, a wild, you know, party for Halloween. From 80s, 90s, and 2000s, that sounds like a party for oldies. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I finally found something Danny, Danny can go to. And now it. Now, it's on the 27th of October, Danny, so we're going to have to move our trip up two days to go to that. All right. And finally, I wanted to save this one for last. On October 28th, if you're in town at the Virgin Hotel, is Sin City's Halloween Ball. Tickets uh, for the event start at $64 and go up to $287 for your VIP experience. But what the Sin City Halloween Ball is, is the world's wildest Halloween party, according to Bizarre Magazine. It's one of the top 10 events in the world, according to the Travel Channel. And according to Maxim Magazine, it's one of the five events to do before you die. What? Wow. Yes. Whoa. So this party has been occurring at the at the Virgin and what used to be the Hard Rock uh, for some time. And it sounds like it gets pretty wild. Uh, costumes, uh, some very revealing costumes might be on display and they uh i was reading about it. they say a lot of the hollywood uh makeup artists fly in town uh set up camp and, and do the you know make make the girls and guys look their best on that night hmm. uh, so a lot of fun can be had at what the, again, Casey? the sin city halloween ball Interesting. So this yeah. is going to be where like those next level costumes yeah. are. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. That might be interesting to at least Google the, the costumes. I don't know that I want to be there, but right. Interesting. Cool. Mm. Love it. All right, guys. Thank you all for our quick hits. So now y'all have movies you can watch if you don't want to leave the house. But if you happen to be in Vegas in the next couple of weeks and want to check out something spooky, I mean, you can walk the strip and hope you don't fall, or you can go to one of these. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, with that, y'all, it's a shorty, but a goodie, and we're done this week. Please support the podcast by making sure you like us, subscribe, all of the things you do for things that you like. Buy us a Christmas present? I don't know. With that, Sonia, take it out. Thanks again to all the new followers, subscribers, and listeners. 
Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to join our Facebook group, It's Vegas, y'all, because we'll be posting questions for the audience and have fun Vegas discussions. Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can send PayPal donations to It's Vegas, y'all. We will use any donations to bring future content your way. We're just a bunch of Texans who love Vegas and enjoy doing this show for y'all. Over to you, Danny. All right. And like I said, it was fun doing this. You know, we had some audio issues this podcast, but we're going to hide them from you and they might pop up at a later date just to scare you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Our show will have a bonus episode. We're calling episode 8B next week. When Hog and Two Cent return, we're going to talk about some serial killers. We're going to talk about their trip um, to Vegas and the Tahoe area and all the other little towns they went to up there, ghost hunting. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens when they return. But otherwise, let me ask everyone on here when your next trip is, Casey. October 29th. Dear God, that's quick. That's also my trip, by the way. Casey doesn't know this. The scariest thing that's going to happen to him is I'm picking him up at the airport and he has to experience my driving. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm going to take some drama, mean not for the flight, but for your My driving. driven in Houston. I is, can cross multiple lanes very quickly. Is it two cent driving or? Two cent is amateur hour. Wow. So I'm just saying. So we, we need right. to set a line over and under of curse words used by Danny while he's driving. Oh, so, good call. Oh, man, mean? I mean, it's ooh, not even a contest. You'll see. You'll see. But it's fun for me. Road rage is fun. All <laughs> right, Dave and Sonia, what about y'all? January, I think. Probably around my birthday, January, yeah. mid, mid-January mid right now, as long as we can um, recover from all the loss of this last trip. Yep. So on his 21st birthday, guys, be in January. Yes. Yeah. Take her to Resorts yeah. World. Join us sorority. <laughs> Cause yeah. a ruckus. All right. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate y'all being here. See you next week on the second half of this episode when the crew is back. We love y'all. We enjoy talking Vegas with you. And thanks a lot. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.